Summer is upon us, and as you're listening to this episode, staff is gallivanting across the continent, hitting up Montreal, Orlando, and Atlanta. Right now, as you're listening to this, my husband Adam and I are getting back from a little weekend getaway in Santa Barbara, California. We're recording this episode in the middle of June, so we're finally starting to feel more relaxed and like we can breathe a little bit. In episode 56, which we've linked in the show notes, we talk about the breathing room that Summer provides and the luxury we have as educational therapists to focus on strategies, skills, and support without the burden of school. To be honest, we're feeling that flexibility with the podcast as well, which leads us to today's topic. Today, we're talking about something that has come up in multiple episodes, which is a parenting framework of management versus consulting. We think we even talked about this during one of our weekly emails. If you haven't signed up to connect with us that way, you can do so by going to LearnSmarterPodcast.com. In these emails, we share more personal and behind-the-scenes stories. We heard this concept, we think, on Oprah. We Googled it, and we're pretty sure it was during an appearance by Michael Rira. Today, we're going to talk about what it means for us as educational therapists. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to Episode 62 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I forgot who I was for a second. <laughs> You remembered. It's okay. <laughs> I, thought, I forgot that that was my turn to do that. Smarties, <laughs> it's been quite a morning already as we're recording this. I was having an issue with my microphone, but luckily tech guru Steph figured it out by telling me to change a cord. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the good news is we fixed it. We fixed it. We're fine. We're here. And you have to throw away the other cord. I promise you I will not put the other cord back into my microphone box bag thing. Okay. <laughs> and you have to send me a link to buy another cord as a backup for this cord. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> we'll get that. We'll get that sorted, Smarties. But we yeah. had to record today because as you heard in our opening, we have a lot going on. Yep. Even though we're more relaxed over the summer. It's summer. So Steph, when this episode comes out, you'll be on the trip. But why don't you share a little bit about what you are doing? Because it's super fun. Yeah. I'm going to Montreal to spend my birthday with one of my good friends who lives there. And Smarties, her birthday is June 27th. <laughs> this episode will come out after, but I just wanted you all to know. <laughs> Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go to Cirque du Soleil on my birthday because really? that's where Cirque du Soleil is from. You didn't tell me you were doing that. Which show? I don't know. She bought the tickets. Great. I don't know. Fantastic. Yeah. And then I'm going to go to Disney World, guys, for a few days. My friend Fabian's going to meet me there. We're going to go for a couple of days. Is Fabian bringing her son? No, she's coming by herself. That's perfection. We're doing two days at Disney World, and then I'm going to go to Harry Potter World. So I'm so excited about that. And then I'm going to Atlanta. Can we talk about how you're going to Orlando to go to Harry Potter World? We have it here. I haven't been here. I haven't either. But I figured since I'm there, I'm going to go. Have you done the Harry Potter tour in London? No. At Leavesden? Okay. So the studio tour is unbelievable. 
It was a really great experience. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds amazing. If I go back there or when I go back there, I'll definitely go. And I went with Caitlin, who's a smarty who listens all the time. Hi, Kate. We love you. Hi, Kate. Yeah. And then I'm going to go to Atlanta and experience 4th of July in Atlanta in a place where fireworks are legal because they're not <laughs> where we're from. Well, they're legal in Torrance, aren't they? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they're legal in Torrance. That's where I used to go buy them as a child. Not that we did anything illegal. Pretty sure. Yeah. So I want to go experience the 4th of July in the South. How do you think it's going to be different? I think it's going to be different. What makes it different? She said it's different. Well, you're going to go find out? I'll report back. All right. Let us know. Yeah. I mean, you know, you guys, LA is not. Uh, Okay. I just looked it up. Fireworks are prohibited in El Segundo, Hermosa Beach, Manhattan Beach, Palos Verdes, San Pedro, and Torrance. They are <laughs> legal in Carson, Gardena, Hawthorne, Inglewood, and Lawndale. There you go. Definitely <laughs> knew you could buy them locally. So I'm going to go and do that. So I'm excited. And you're going to Santa Barbara. Yeah, we're just going for a couple days. We're going to stay at a nice hotel and probably take full advantage of that. And nice. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah thanks. <laughs> Looking forward to it. So on to this episode now that we've been chatting for forever. Steph, we were excited about doing this episode. I mean, we're excited about all episodes, but we've talked a lot about this kind of parenting construct or framework on the podcast. Yeah. When I have sessions with parents, I really enjoy them. I know what you're talking about, but I don't think we talk so much on the podcast about how we meet with parents when and under what circumstances. You know, there's a couple of circumstances where I meet with parents. I meet with parents when they want to check in or find out what's going on. I meet with parents when they want a little more information and need help at home. Yep. And I meet with parents when they themselves want to learn the strategies for themselves that I've been teaching their children. I would add that sometimes we meet with parents when we see that there's a parenting need Yeah. to go over. For sure. And I enjoy those sessions immensely. I do too. Because so often they come in and you can see they're just worried and anxiety ridden. They're kind of sponges too for whatever we have to say. Yeah. And undoubtedly, I send them out with like 17 books. <laughs> I want them to read. <laughs> Always. And sometimes it's just like a sigh of relief for them. And I just enjoy being able to help them figure out how to make things work better for everybody in the family. It's interesting because they're the in-person equivalent of our on-air coaching calls, right? Yeah, it is. It's and so we true. both love really it. love doing the on-air coaching calls. And we will link all those in the show notes. If you haven't listened to those, we love doing those episodes. And if you're interested in joining us on air, shoot us an email. Rachel and Steph at LearnSmarterPodcast.com. We love doing it. And just know that if you don't want to give any identifying information, if that's what's holding you back, we are more than happy to keep that private for you. We've definitely used pseudonyms on the podcast before. And you guys mm -hmm. didn't even know it, right? Yeah. <laughs> the other benefit of having those one-on-one -on -one parenting conversations is that parents have only parented their children, Right. Yeah, We have the benefit of having worked with several families with very similar issues in similar age ranges. And while we're not in the trenches as parents in the home, nothing we hear really shocks us at this point. 
And I actually think that's comforting to parents when we can anecdotally share about another family who had a similar issue. I think, first of all, it makes parents feel less alone. Yeah, for sure. And we know what has helped other families. Yeah. And that there is hope, guys. Just know that. Totally. But you can't do all the things simultaneously. Definitely not. And we stress that probably on every episode. Yeah. Do one thing. We pick one thing and then we target that and then we move on to the next thing. Yeah. So let's talk about the difference between a manager and a consultant. I love it. When we're defining a manager, it's going to be somebody who is typically a parent of a younger child. Okay. A manager is somebody, if you think about in any manager role, you're doing a lot of overseeing. You're doing a lot of the executive functioning. You're putting things in the calendar. You're checking homework. You're probably checking portals with your kids and without your kids. You're organizing social events. You're prioritizing what needs to get done, when and how. And kids are coming to you when they want a play date or when they want to go do something. You are the keeper of time and things. There you go. I love that definition. You can also think about it like the manager of a restaurant. What do they do? They schedule all the shifts. They hire. They make choices about who's going to be there and who's not. They make choices about how things happen, when things happen, why things happen. That's the manager role of a parent of a younger child. And then we have the consulting role. Tends to be an older child. The parent has to start checking with their child regarding the calendar and their child's availability. They no longer know necessarily. Mm -hmm. You're no longer checking homework. You're no longer checking the online portal. Your child is coming to you to have conversations about grades and classes and schools and friends. Your child is updating you and reporting to you about their day and their needs And their social calendar is being told to you. This presents a lot, a lot, a lot of challenges when you have students who struggle with executive functioning because they want this kind of independence and autonomy, Mm -hmm. but they struggle with it. Yeah, they might not be ready for it. And this happens slowly. So this transition does not like they wake up at 14 and suddenly you hand over everything all at once to your child, right? Yeah. But it's that desire for more independence and autonomy that teenagers have. And what we see a lot in our practices is those children who are desirous of this kind of consulting parenting relationship, but the management is still happening. Yeah. And sometimes the management needs to be happening. 100%. And it depends on the age of the child. So the developmental age, so not necessarily the chronological age. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for correcting me on that. But I think there could be some kids that are 13 that are ready to do some of this stuff, whereas there might be a 17-year-old that isn't ready at all. Totally. Steph, when do you think your relationship with your parent transitioned? Young. Mine too. I can't remember exactly, but pretty young. I would say by seventh grade. I mean, executive functioning has always been a strong point for me. So yeah, it's one of those things where sometimes I contact a parent about a client changing a certain time and they say, let me check with my child and I'll get back to you. And sometimes I can go directly to the student. 
but sometimes not. It really depends. And those kids are the ones that the parents checking and they might have one foot in and one foot out in between manager and consultant as they're figuring out what works and where the child is ready. How much they can trust their kid too, right? Yeah, Like, is their kid on it or do they need to hop in again? Which leads us to this discussion of this transitional period. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes when families are coming into educational therapy, they are still the manager, even of 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old students. It's true. We're contacted by parents of college students Mm -hmm. who are doing this as well right? Mm -hmm. And one of the beautiful byproducts of educational therapy is that the parent has us to partner with as they transition, because the truth is most parents want to be the consultant, but don't yet feel like they can be. Yeah. And so they have us to kind of help facilitate that transition, which is why if you listen to our framework episode, which is episode 37, Mm-hmm. We talk about one of the first stages of educational therapy. And one of the first things we do with all learners, no matter the age, is help them figure out how to be in charge of their time and their things. Mm-hmm. We help facilitate this transition, and it is bumpy. And it is really emotional for parents, but it is also highly motivating for kids. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And some of the kids are motivated and want that. And some of them just don't seem to care yet. And that's okay, too. It's figuring out what style and what currency your child is in, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think that's important. And I think it's important to note that you don't blindly just jump in and all of a sudden you're a consultant. It's a transition period. And I think that knowing that and knowing that there's no one specific age where this should be happening is giving your child room to grow at their pace. Mm -hmm. So even if you have one child who was doing it at 15 and your 17-year-old is not quite there yet, that's okay. One thing at a time. There's no one age where this transition begins. And honestly, you can be in both zones simultaneously for a long time. And it is also very difficult to know when to be a manager and when to be a consultant in each individual scenario. Yeah. There are times, for example, I can think back, I had a client recently who the mom was emailing me about the final schedule of her 11th grade student. And I knew that her kid had it covered. (laughs) And by the way, that I didn't have anything to do with that. I had seen it in their calendar Nobody had told him to put it in there. He took care of it. And I emailed her back and I said, I know you feel like you need to manage this, but he's got it. And you can be a consultant on this one. I think that's great. And she knew the language because we've had many conversations about her taking steps back. That's great. It's cool to have this kind of framework that parents can understand because the truth is most parents just want to raise contributing, thoughtful, kind adults. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And remember, if your child has a diagnosis, especially if they have ADHD, they tend to be the chronological age tends to be three years behind some of their peers that are neurotypical. So just know that that's why we're stressing so much that it doesn't just happen overnight. And there isn't one day or grade or moment where you wake up and go, okay, it's time. No. 
So one small baby step at a time. If that means picking one thing that your child can be in charge of, especially if they're motivated, let's do that. And that could be something as simple as waking themselves up in the morning. Yeah, waking themselves up in the morning. Getting themselves dressed. It does not have to be big, huge goals. In episode 49, What to Do When Grades Suddenly Plummet, we talk about how a natural ebb and flow of educational therapy is that students make progress and then they take a couple steps back. Then students make progress, they move even further forward, and then they take a couple steps back. And this should be expected as you are transitioning from being the manager to being the consultant. So that's a long way of saying you have to be okay or at least expect that there will be failures, meaning they've been in charge of their calendar for a year, but then they mess up yeah, and they double book themselves or they forget to go to something entirely. And remember. It's human. We do it. It is. And I was going to say, remember that it's really how they come back from the failures that we're practicing because there's always going to be failure in life. So it's how you rebound. And that's what you're teaching them. So remember, we're not teaching perfection. We're teaching how to rebound. I love that. I'm going to make that the subject line of today's email that people are getting. (laughs) Yeah, that was awesome stuff. The other thing that we've talked about a lot is that when you have your own executive functioning failure or when you recognize that you should have been a manager, but you were a consultant or you should have been a consultant, but you were a manager Mm -hmm. about having that conversation with your learner so that they can then say to you, oh, I really feel like I need help with this one, which they're not likely to say, but maybe they will if they have the language and the understanding of this. Or they can say to you, mom, dad, I've got this. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's a great idea, honestly. And you know what I would do? I would honestly practice with them yourself. Even if you know how to do it and it's really easy for you, ask them their opinion or how you should problem solve. When the parent makes their own failure? Yeah, or make a failure on purpose. Oh, we love that. We love making a failure on purpose. Because then you can give them the language to use when it happens to them. Because undoubtedly, it's going to happen. Because we don't want perfection. Because perfection just leads to anxiety. So when we teach them how, that's just teaching the rebounding, right? You're showing them what to do when you mess up, whether it's on purpose or not, and they don't need to know the difference, is really showing them and giving them the tools, So Smarties, reply to today's email that you got in your inbox (laughs) and let us know where you are in this whole process. Are you a manager or are you a consultant of your child's? And it could be different for different children in your homes. And also, just a reminder that normally we have our office hours, which is our Facebook Live, on the first Thursday of every month. But the first Thursday of July was 4th of July. So we were off having a blast. And we will be holding office hours this month, this Thursday at 11 a.m. in the Smarties of the Learn Smarter Podcast Facebook group. And if you haven't joined that yet, just click on the link in the show notes. It'll take you there. Hope to see you there. Hope everyone is having a wonderful holiday. Have a great week, Smarties. See you next week.